welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 311th time on this Friday, November 18th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Getting Your Head in the Game. This week, we continue our interview series with Ben Shepard, the owner of the barbershop in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. In this episode, we talk through everything from barber school to what inspired him to cut hair in the first place. It's a good one. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you, Ethan. It's good to be here. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the podcast today. Can you tell people listening a little bit about yourself? I'll just start out by saying my name is Ben Shepard. Uh, I'm 29 years old, and I work here at the barbershop right off of Highway 18 North in North Wilkesboro, or Mulberry Community, right off the Mulberry Pine Street. And uh, I have a wife, Whitney, nine years in October. We just had our anniversary. And uh, I have three children. Uh, Jordan is five, just turned five. And Benson just turned three years old. And little Maddie Grace, she will be a year old in December, on December 20th. We're actually recording at the barbershop, and it's a nice place. Well, thank you. I've gotten my haircut here several times, and I can tell you, it would be really cool. Now that I'm thinking about it, it would be awesome. Like, if we had recorded this episode right after I'd gotten a Why haircut. Why you get a haircut? Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, The barbershop is a good place for a conversation. So, speaking of the barbershop, let's start from the early days. What was the barbershop you grew up going to like? Well, I grew up... Um, Going to the barbershop in Roaring River, right right there near the feed mill on 268. And I was probably, when I was eight or nine years old, the first time I went there. And I went there ever since until until I actually went to barber school. I went to uh, Claude Love there. He ran the barbershop. And he still is running the barbershop there. Dad went. My grandfather went there. And my great-grandfather actually went there. Ooh. So a lot of history there. And, cool. Uh, Whenever I first got out of barber school, I worked there for a couple months during my apprenticeship. I like that idea. It's like a family heritage type thing. That's right. Your dad went there, your granddad went there, and now you're going there. And uh, now you're owning a barber shop of your own. What's your favorite memory from that shop? I've got several memories uh, all the way back from when I was a little kid going in there getting a haircut. Just the, I guess, the camaraderie there around the barbershop, the, you know, different people you would meet going there with my dad and with my brothers, uh, even with my grandfather several times. So when was the moment it clicked for you that you wanted to be a barber? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I can't really pinpoint exactly a moment. I had kind of been thinking about what I would like to do for a career. I talked to a few barbers and, and, Kind of got the idea that, I, you know, it'd be a great career. Uh, you know, I wanted to do something where I wasn't necessarily working for a factory or a company that I could work for myself. And I guess that's, I had a friend that went to barber school that I grew up with. And um, he started telling me about being a barber and how much he was enjoying it. And so I guess that's when I really started thinking about it, considering it. And at the time I worked at Chick-fil-A and I was working there, I, I worked at Chick-fil-A for about eight years. And so on and off, even after I went to barber school and through the barber school, I was working part-time at Chick-fil-A. So uh, that helped that helped me get prepared for where I'm at now. How did the 
experience outside of barbering teach you what needs to go on in the barbershop and how to work with people? Just how to treat people, you know, and how to uh, be consistent in your work. You know, work hard. And, I mean, people say a lot of times, they say, well, as a barber, you can work whenever you want to. You know, they say, well, you can pretty much set your own hours, work whenever you want to. And to a degree, that's true. But the main thing I found out is you have to be consistent. And so, you know, try to be consistent in your job and give it 100% every day. We've talked about barber school several times in this podcast, but we haven't really gone deep into that. So I've got to ask you, what was barber school like for you? It was a lot of fun. It was uh, challenging at times. It was. I went to school at Winston-Salem Barber School, probably one of the oldest barber schools around. It was almost like a big barber shop. All of the barbers are students. They're all learning. There is some barber instructors as well that will help the barber students, but it's like a big barber shop. I believe there were 33 barber chairs, so it's huge, and you go in there, and anybody can go in there and get a haircut. It's a cheaper rate because, again, you're dealing with an apprentice or someone who is a student who is just learning how to cut hair. For the first couple months, I only just cut people's hair, just buzzed it off. At the beginning stages, when you first go in, they want you to just shave the head, just get familiar with working with a customer. And then as it goes on, they, they train you the different styles of cutting hair. Shaving with a straight razor, that was probably the hardest part to learn. But there was a lot of book work as well. It was a lot of fun. I, I met a lot of a lot of different people from all over the state came to Winston-Salem to go to barber school. And so I met some friends. Some of them I'm still friends with. So it's neat to meet several different guys and be able to learn together like that. On the general life side of it, outside of cutting someone's hair, what is the most valuable lesson you learned? I guess that's, that's a tough question. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I learned that people, you know, come from all walks of life and, and you never know what they're going through. You know, you never know what a person is facing that day. And so a lot of times people come in the barbershop, it's a, maybe their day off from work. And so um, they're just there to relax and get a haircut and maybe enjoy some conversation. But then you also have people who come in, you know, who may have just lost their wife or lost their dad or, you know, and you, you never know what someone's really going through. So, you know, I feel like sometimes I see people from all walks of life and I can uh, maybe talk to them and encourage them during that time and maybe help them to have a good day that day, no matter what they're going through. Why did you decide to own a barbershop instead of just working for one? That's always interested me. You know, when I thought about becoming a barber, I wanted to run a barbershop on a barbershop. Uh, but I guess, I mean, it, honestly, I didn't really plan it out that way. I knew I wanted to work for a local barbershop. And uh, as I said, I started out working there in Roaring River uh, for a, f a few months there as an apprentice. And the way it works when you come out of barber school, when you graduate barber school, you have to work as a, an apprentice for one year. And then you have to go take a state board exam after that year is over. And if you pass that exam, you get your registered barber license, and then you're allowed to work on your own. And if you if you choose to, open up your own shop or, or however. But the way I did it, I worked for uh, a couple months there in Roaring River, and then I moved up here in March of 2013, and I worked with William Nichols. It came to the point where William was 
semi-retired and he wanted to cut back a little bit. So when I started here, he was working Tuesday through Friday and I would work on Saturdays and then he cut back to only Tuesday through Thursday. So he kind of worked me in slowly and I worked with him for four years before he retired. And when he retired, then I bought the business from him. And so it was kind of surreal to me. The Lord worked it out because I was, uh, you know, I, that was my dream. And, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs three, verse five, to trust in the Lord and lean not into thine own understanding, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he will direct thy paths. And, you know, that's, I mean, I didn't plan it out that way, but the Lord directed my path and I've been here now as the owner for five years. So the Lord's really blessed and we've got a great business. What was your mission in starting this? What did you want to get out of owning a barbershop? I guess the mission would be to make sure it's a enjoyable experience for everyone that comes in and they get a good haircut. Um, and, you know, for me, I guess from my point of it, is I, li- I like being a barber because not only you get to meet people, uh, but also it is a little bit of flexibility, you know, where I can, uh, I don't have to necessarily punch a clock. You know, if one of my children gets sick, I can go home, put a sign on the door and say, I'm sorry, I'm closed today. Uh, you know, and I can take care of my family without having to worry about my boss firing me or whatever, you know, uh, and I guess that's one of the perks to owning your own business, you know, but that's one of the things that I, I love about it. How did you find Jared and start working with him? Well, I, Jared was walking alongside the road one day and I stopped and asked him if he needed a job. He said, we'll work for food. So I, I no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> uh, to be honest, Jared, uh, Jared was working for another barbershop here in town and he had just recently graduated barber school as well. And he was needing a place to finish his one-year apprenticeship, which is, you know, kind of similar to the way it worked with me. But uh, Jared was still in his apprenticeship stage there, and uh, I took him on as another barber here. Honestly, William had retired, and I believe I had been working here for about a year and a half by myself. And it was going great, and I was, you know, praying about, hiring another barber possibly but i was a little bit nervous about it because i didn't know if the business was enough to support two barbers but i took that leap of faith and it has proved to be a success jared has now been here for april will be four years that jared has been working with me now it's it's been a blessing for me uh and helped to even be a little bit more flexible uh with our schedule and now we are open six days a week. Mondays are by appointment. Tuesday through Saturday, we are open for walk-ins. So anybody can drop in anytime Tuesday through Saturday. And if you like the convenience of making an appointment, you can come in on Monday by appointment. And so that gave us the flexibility to be able to work six days a week, be open to the public six days a week. But I still get my five days a week working, and Jared gets his five days a week working. So it works out good like that. Me and Jared had never met before he started working for me. Uh, and it was the same way with me and William. I'd never met William, although my family, my grandfather had come here and got his hair cut by William years ago. And so, uh, like I say, it just it just worked out. I believe the Lord just put him in my path. It came at the right time. 
I was getting to the point where I was busy enough that I was getting almost so busy by myself that I felt like I needed help. Um, and the business and, and, and it worked out. It just worked out that we had the business for it. And so now it's, it's, it's easier to come in. You don't have to worry about waiting for a couple hours to get a haircut because typically when you come in, me or Jared one will be finishing up and getting right to you pretty soon. How has running a business helped you in your personal life? I guess it's helped me to realize my priorities and to to realize, you know, you have to work hard at something to really, you know, um, you have to work hard and be committed and and be be consistent and um, just just work hard at it. And you know, it's and it also has helped me in my personal life just to know people i mean you know it's 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 great that now you know if i need a mechanic i know some guys that are mechanics if i need a plumber i know some guys that are plumber electrician you know i've got some friends and and you know people in the in the shop that can do those types of things and and just connections you know it it helps me out you scratch my back i'll scratch yours type thing like a you're a plumber i'm a barber i cut your hair so right (laughs) it's easy enough what do you think the best part of cutting hair is for you? I, I think the best part is I actually love what I do. It's like the old saying, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. You know, and I mean, there's long weeks, long days or whatever. But overall, I love what I do. And I love that I have the flexibility with church and, and work and, and with my wife and family, you know, that I have a little bit. It, it helps me to have more flexibility. Um, and so I'm. Now I'm in the ministry. It helps me as well. I'm off work on Wednesday, so that helps me with the ministry. And uh, we, me and my wife are youth leaders at our church, and so that helps us to be able to focus Wednesdays on church and Sundays on church. And I don't have to ever worry about working on Sundays or Wednesdays um, unless I want to. I mean, obviously, you know, there's things I need to do on Wednesdays sometimes that I, I do come by and work sometimes, but... Uh, as far as Sundays, I never have to worry about that, and that's one thing I love about it. What do you think is the hardest part about barbering to you? I guess the hardest part would be making sure you please everybody, you know, because some people are hard to please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but but seriously, just trying to make sure you, you know, do a good job, and 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 some of the styles, you know, there's there's always the thing about hair hairstyles is it's always changing, you know. And even though, like, now you're seeing styles come back from years ago. Um, but some of the things that are in style now, I never even learned in barber school. So I had to learn that as I was already a barber. Just trying to, you know, keep up with the times and keep the traditional barbershop feel. The small town barbershop where you know everybody and the traditional touch to it with the straight razor and all that. And one thing I think is really cool, we were talking about hairstyles. It differs between barbers. Like, if you cut my hair a certain way and Jared cuts my hair the same way, it could be completely and totally different. Y'all each have your own styles. Right. Well, and and like you was talking about hairstyles, and and, and every person is different. You know, every human is, their hair, their head shape is different. Their hair texture is different, you know, Um and that is something you have to learn as a barber 
that you know not every hairstyle is the same on every person like it might you know i'm jared might give me a hairstyle and you know i might try to give jared the same hairstyle that's on me and it just don't look the same or you know vice versa i think that's that's just what's great about creation and how god made us all is we're all different and even our hair you know our hair is so unique it's like a fingerprint no no one is the same if there was one piece of advice you could give to the next generation of barbers what do you think it would be i know that's a huge question <laughs> a lot of weight on your shoulder no pressure <laughs> i would say you know don't forget it without your customers i mean you don't have a business so i mean a lot of barbers i feel like don't really listen to their customer you have to listen to what your customer wants be consistent and i know i've said that over and over but i think with a haircut if you can be consistent and giving this the person what they want that's what keeps them coming back your customer is really that's your business i mean and so give the same attention to details on each customer to the new generation coming up i would say i mean i know i'm young but i would say try to keep the traditional feel of the barbershop alive is there anything you know now about barbering that you wish you knew when you were getting started? I don't know where to start on that one. <laughs> Going back to that about your customers, I mean, knowing your customers, uh, you know, you don't have to know, you don't have to know their name, where they work or all that, but just knowing, just trying to remember how they like their haircut and, and, and let them know that they're important, you know, because I feel like when they come in a second or third time to your barbershop, and you remember how they cut their hair, you know, that speaks out to them. And remembering their name does help a lot, too. I try to remember every customer's name. And I fail. There's some customers I have no idea what their name is. And sometimes I'm embarrassed to ask them because they've, they've been coming for years. So, but I said that to say, that, you know, try to, I, I do make it a point. Whenever a new customer comes in, I try to ask them their name and try to remember it the next time they come in. Most time I have to see them two or three times, but there is a few guys that come in here and, uh, they like to get their haircut different ways. They change it up, you know, and, and that's, that's cool too. But a lot of, a lot of guys, especially the older generation, they like to come in and sit down and not even have to say, you know, Hey, I want my haircut this certain way. So, but yeah, I, I do. And, and I think the newer, the younger generation, I see that a lot. They'll show me something on Instagram or a hairstyle on, on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook that they have seen that they like. I'm not even on TikTok. I just <laughs> usually show it to you from Google. Yeah, or Google. There you go. Google. That's right. And so, you know, that's the newer generation, it seems like. They, they, uh, they like to see the hairstyle and then ask you if you can do that. And, so, and, and sometimes that is beneficial. Sometimes it's very helpful to know exactly what they like. But then you got some guys, you know, they, you know, they want to look like Stephen Curry, but they don't, you know, they don't even have enough hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, it'd be like Dawson's Creek, like James Vanderbeek in season one. I want that long haircut so bad. And then I look at my hair and I'm yeah. like, dude, you don't have enough hair for that. And if you do, it just goes big. Well, that goes back to every person that has a different style of hair i mean their texture of hair is different and just the way it flows just the way it lays is different you know so they're all unique the last question i have and this is the big one uh oh we've talked about your faith <laughs> several times throughout the podcast and so i think it's only natural to end with this how can you use barbering to advance the gospel 
Yes, that's a great question. And that's one thing I love about barbering is because, you know, like I say, you meet different people from all walks of life. I have several uh, pastors that I cut their hair. I have several uh, preachers. And then I also know, you know, several people that come in here that may not go to church that or they do not go to church at all, you know, and may may not be believers. And so that's the way I can, you know, just just by in my the way I look at it, just by me living the Christian life in front of them and trying to be trying to trying to be like Christ, you know, as far as treating them how I want to be treated and and you know, and just showing the love of Christ to them and uh that is a great is a great way to to reach people. Um being a barber gives you so many open doors to witness to people. Like I say, um it's neat because I cut, you know, all the time I cut little boys' hair. They bring them in for their first haircut, and then I cut the older guys' hair all the way up until they go into the nursing home, and sometimes I even go to the nursing home, cut their hair, and I get to talk to them even, you know, knowing that their days are short. Their days are few. I mean, we, you know, life is just a vapor, and so we know no matter our age, you know, we're one, one breath away from death. And so that I can talk to someone knowing that they're just a few days before they're leaving earth. And I get to ask them, you know, do you know Jesus? Do you know you're going to heaven when you die? You know, and so and and it's a great way to witness to people. Um, So the Lord has given me good opportunity there being a barber. And I think that's where we'll wrap it up. I've had a great time, my friend. I've enjoyed having you. Thank you, sir. I've enjoyed being on the podcast. I appreciate you having me on. And if you want to connect with The Barbershop, you can go to... Facebook. Type in The Barbershop. Also, you can call us at 336-670-3424. And I can tell you, they give a great haircut. I've appreciated having you, Ben, and I can't wait to do it again sometime. Maybe we'll have Jared on. That'll be great. Thank story. you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.